Hello, and welcome to Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B. I thank you all coming with me. I am your host, Lester Bailey. I love giving you different little stories and scenarios into life of a police officer. And it was great as a seasoned officer how you go through your daily life passing through some of the strangest things ever. And yet you maintain some sense. Sometimes it feels like a little sense, but you maintain some type of sense. But there are days that things happen. And today was my first day of having a recruit. When you have your recruit, there are days that you want to tease them and put them in situations, but you're still guarding them. You don't want them to to get the whole job on their first day. You don't want them to quit. I mean, have you ever had a job that you've ever wanted to be on and after the first day you decide that you want to quit? I had a recruit that I thought that her day was not going to be one of the most fun days at all. The day started out, we were working in the daytime. And at this time, we were starting to start work at 7 o'clock in the morning. We start this beautiful day out at 7 o'clock in the morning. We go to roll call for about a half hour. We pack our stuff and get out to the streets. The first job was the easiest job in the world because someone ran a light. So I go over to, with my recruit and I take my recruit over and, and learn how to make a simple traffic stop. My recruit was a little nervous because this is the first time you're actually doing it on the street, but it's a simple job. And don't take, you know, traffic stops as being simple because they do turn into hell. And I will give you a story about that at a later point. But today, that was the first thing. As we finish this up and my recruit writes her first ticket, we go out on the streets and we're in one of the the poor neighborhoods in the city of Chicago. And at this time, they called it in the project area. But there are no projects over here. I mean, there are nothing but projects over here. So we get a call of a man selling drugs in the projects. So we get out the car. We see the guy. We get our very first chase. And this was before 8 o'clock in the morning. We get a chase. We catch the guy. He only had small amount of marijuana on him. But... That was my recruit's first arrest. We come out to station at about 9 o'clock. We get another call of a fire. Now, we get to this call of this fire, and my recruit actually has this opportunity to see what we do when there's a fire that's involved. And that was, you know, there were people in the building, so we were able to get people out of the building and wait till the fire department came. But we helped them, and that was a pretty good job for her for the first time. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said a her, but it was a her. Now, we leave that job, and the next thing we get another job of a burglary, burglary in progress. We happen to be three blocks away from that, so we zoom, and we catch four guys inside of a house. Of course, we have other people that are along with us on this particular day, but it made my recruit nervous because she didn't know whether to go in or to stay outside, to be on my side, and I don't want her to do what comes natural to me. I want her to be calm and relaxed, but still to make sure that she followed my lead. So we got into the house, and you know the people were trying to move everything out the house. 
and we plus other officers were able to make four arrests and the tech team came by which were the undercover police officers and they took the arrest inside the station my partner was happy so now it's about 11 o'clock nearing you know the middle of the day and we get a call of a rape in progress now this was a little edgy because it was at a hotel in this particular district. It's a little, you know, thirty dollar, forty dollar a night hotel. You know, four out for four hours. I shouldn't say a night, but for four hours. So it was a real transient hotel. As we get on the scene, we hear this woman screaming and hollering, and that is because there is a man that is holding her hostage, and he has a gun to her head. My partner is now nervous because she doesn't want know what to do. And as I'm approaching, now we're by ourselves and the hotel entrance shows all the squad cars. So you want to be careful about other police officers that are coming because you don't want the man to be alerted that you're there on the scene. But you do want him to be on the scene. You know, other police officers be on the scene just in case it gets too hairy. And it did. It got to a real hairy incident. Well, we see the guy. He is six foot four, approximately 315 pounds, maybe 325 pounds. He's a thick guy. And he is standing there holding this woman by her hair. Both are naked, standing in front of the um, glass window so we can see into the place real well. He is telling us that she is not cooperating with him. We're looking at her, and my partner hasn't made a decision on what she's going to do because she doesn't know whether she should stay there or whether she should run. She's really nervous because, again, this is her first day. So I tell her to stay behind me and walk alongside the building. Now, we're both walking alongside of the building, and we're approaching this one room. As we get closer to the room, because the man can no longer see us, he shot the glass window out. Now he's hanging her head outside as well as his head outside. We're still having to figure out a way to get into the place because the woman is being held by her hair, standing outside, wiggling in the wind. So we approach, you know, slightly. I'm talking to the guy. I finally look back at my partner and tell her I have to go in. When you see the other squad cars, I want you to make sure that they're able to come over to the side along with me. We don't want anybody to be fronting toward him because he has already made one shot. Just one, but he's already made that shot. So you can hear the woman screaming and she's screaming more and more because she wants us in the place in a hurry. But we have to make a tactical decision because, yes, you want to get inside, but you don't want him to hurt her. You have to still talk to him. <clears throat> you have to have some way of communicating with him so that his mind is on you and not on the person that he is holding. And in this case, the woman who he was he had sex with, I'm not sure whether even still today, whether he had raped her or not. It was more for me to get him. So as I'm going up here and I can see the guy wanting to sit up there and he's got, as we would call, an aggravated battery because he has the gun to the woman's head. And he is moving this gun from her head to her chest back and forth. 
and I'm still approaching. I'm still talking to him. So I finally tell my partner, I'm going to get inside of him. I'm going to go after him. I'm going to jump through the window and grab him and the gun. I want you to grab this woman and get her out of there. By then, there are a couple of other officers on the scene. These other officers are getting to the scene as this guy is directed his attention more on me because I'm walking now out to be more in front of him than on the side of him because I don't need him to see how many other police officers that are coming. We finally rush in and I'm jumping in first, you know, and I was able to jump on him and let, you know, his body slide across the floor, knock the gun out of the window. They were able to get the woman outside of it. And after a short scrap, scrapping battle with him, we were able to get some cuffs on him, actually two sets of cuffs because his body was quite heavy and we were able to get him outside of the house. My partner did not really understand that these things happened. And again, this was before noon. We still have three more hours to work outside of this. Luckily, we only turned around and had to take care of a missing child afterwards because we still had enough time to go back on the street for our last 45 minutes and find a child that had been missing for the day. The job of a police officer, if you're actually ever really interested, is a very interesting job, but yet it's one of the most boring-est jobs that you can ever have. And the reason that makes that job so boring, because you have to wait until a crime happens. You may be able to stop some other crimes on the way just because you happen to be in the right place at the right time. But there is no guarantee that that's going to happen. But you're driving up and down the streets. You're looking for crime to happen. And it's kind of crazy because that's your job. Your job is to always spot out the problems that happen. The more often you work, the easier that you see the particular type of crimes. But when you're first brand new, there are a lot of times that are going to make you nervous because there's no way to tell you what that job may be. There's no way to tell you what you can get ready for. There's nothing that says, I can do this right now. So if you've ever been thinking about the job, yes, you can help a lot of people. And yes, you do stand in harm's way on more than one occasion. But it's a very rewarding job. It's actually interesting in all the things you learn and all the things you, and you do. I think I'm going to come in tomorrow and I'm going to plan on talking about different scams that actually have or how you can be taken by the scam. Or there may be just another one of those action things that has happened on the street while I was policing. I'll tell you about undercover work. And I think that that's a lot of fun, too. So until the next time, thank you for coming along with me to Unlimited Boundaries. Always to be with your host, Lester Bailey. I appreciate your comments and letting me know how well I'm doing and some of the questions that you have about policing and doing the job as a police officer. Until the next time, you all stay great. Be brilliant. Let your light always shine. So until the next time, bye bye for now.